1: Welcome in to the KSR football podcast presented by Justice Dental. I'm Nick Roush joined by Freddie Maggard and Adam Luckett. Drew Franklin is out. And before we get into the business of the night, um, we got a lot to discuss. We're going to, we're going to be debunking some myths. We got some sports center worthy moments. It's going to be a good show. It's going to be a lot of fun for our first Monday night football edition of the show. Uh, but first things first, Lucky, we got to back the bus up over Drew Franklin because he is out, and every time he leaves us, the cats stink, and we have to deal with the fallout. Yeah, Drew, if
0: you're listening, damn you! <laughs> Wasn't a great week, so this is your fault. So if everybody's upset. Talk to Mister Franklin because he. He took all the good vibes to California and Las Vegas and didn't even even see his team score a touchdown, which I can't say much because my team didn't score a touchdown either on Sunday. (laughs) But yeah, thanks for nothing, Drew.
1: Yeah. Um, At least this time they didn't lose. Uh, They lost to Vandy the last time uh, he was out. So, you know, this could be worse. Freddie, we got Shaka Cummings waiting in the chat. I met Shaka Cummings at the tailgate. It was awesome. It was a pleasure. It's great when we get to meet people uh, First hand doing this Freddie and he was as nice as it could be I also met somebody who they said they don't watch the show but they listen and their favorite part is hearing your mic cut in and out because it's like <laughs> you're almost like right, good riddance I'm done I'm out see ya
2: yeah hey uh their good friend David Cornette or Cornette as we like to say in in eastern Kentucky it's Cornette once you get past Lexington right um uh, that's how i met him man i mean just through this stuff and we're dear friends uh but you know he said prayers for for liam cole and we all echo that and for the family and his players we seriously are pulling for for uh liam and also uh, you know uh, like to pay tribute to those that lost their lives on september the 11th which is today 20, uh, what 22 years ago and uh, those that lost our life that day and then just credit and just praise the heroes of that day than all those, uh, you know, through the military actions after that lost their lives, their families. We love you and we're praying for you. So, uh, just want to get that out uh, before
1: we get started here. Well, and that's that's kind of what uh, Mark Stoob said today, you know. Sometimes they can seem empty and like I even feel weird sometimes too if you like thank somebody for their service. But, I mean, they had to use first responders, you know, that he wears the, uh, Lexington fire department hat and it's not just lip service. Right. So, um, I know it was a scary situation yesterday for the football staff like it. And, um, I, we, we almost got a choked up Mark Stoops, which he's very good about being the, you know, big Youngstown tough kind of guy up at the podium. But, um, that football facility was definitely pretty shook yesterday and I'm sure it's going to take a while um, to get there. We do, he, he did not provide any weight updates, not on the coach's show either, other than the prognosis is good. last we know he's still in the hospital. Um, but at least it, as scary a situation as it was, it I, you know I guess things could have been worse, all things considered.
0: Yeah, first things first, you just hope he's okay, right. Mm-hmm. Like, whatever it is, you hope he's okay, it's going to walk away. From whatever that is, but and so it sounded like that's gonna happen. But I do think from kind of focus on the team aspect, um, it's some unexpected adversity that they're gonna have to deal with. No, no matter what happens this week, whether Liam Cohen comes back or he needs to take a week off. I mean, whatever. Or whoever has to run the offense and how they handle that, it's just gonna they're gonna have to deal with some adversity. So we're gonna s- get to see how they kind of handle something like that. And you know, obviously, I that would had to be a pretty scary situation for everybody involved. But um, it sounds like the reports are that he's in good shape. So um, you, you know, you survived the worst, I would say um, in Mm -hmm. that situation. So now it's, now we're in a a week where I don't really know what to kind of expect from the team. You know, who knows what it looks like uh, this week without the offensive coordinator. I mean, that's a big unexpected situation that they've kind of taken on now. And it, Again, this program has been hit with unexpected adversity in the past. Um, a lot of it, some health-related issues, and so we'll have to see how they handle this one.
1: Yeah, and uh, I believe it was on this show in 2018 when Gerald Renson said straight up, like this: "This could either make or break a team, and it, but it can serve as a way to kind of bring everyone together." Um, and they certainly rallied around Josh Pascal and John Slarman in 2018. We're, we might be getting a few too many steps ahead at this point. We don't want to get get in front of our skis, as Mark Stoops like to say. So, uh, for now, we're, we'll just focus on the intermediate. We'll have some fun. Thoughts and prayers to Liam. Um, but with that, let's hard reset and remind you about our friends at Justice Dental. They are pr- our presenting sponsor here at the KSR Football Podcast. I think they have been going back since 2018. They are – your one stop shop for all your dental needs in central Kentucky with two convenient locations on Wellington and Blazer. Veneers, dental implants, full mouth restorations, whitenings, dentures, whatever you need, Just right, routine cleaning or filling, they can have you covered at Justice Dental. They're the best of the best. Please stop by Justice Dental. JusticeDental.com. Freddie, they're his dentist. He trusts Dr. Thompson. He trusts Dr. Justice. You will too. Uh, let me pull up their phone number real quick. I did the thing too, where I had it pulled up, but I, I should share the phone number. That's part of the call to action. That's what we call in the biz, a call to action. And that's what I call a reload. Uh, eight five nine five four three zero seven hundred is the number. You can call or text to set up your appointment or visit them online, justicedental.com. Um, think we might do a show at Justice Dental. We aren't sure when we're, we're working on that. Um, I don't think it would be good, Freddie, if we did it while you were getting your teeth cleaned. But it would be kind of funny, though. Like if we, <laughs> yeah, if we're just because like, I,
2: yeah, they they lay the the gas to me as soon as I walk in the door. I ain't going. Uh, See th- that that's what I'm I petrified. Kind of, I grew up. You gotta realize why I grew up, right? The, we didn't have very many choices in our dental care, mm-hmm. and you know, Air dude would like. Stand on your chest and saw and everything else. That freaked me out for the rest of my life. So pull out a
0: screwdriver. <laughs> yeah.
2: So I went to see uh, 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 Doc Thompson, and they took care of all my dental stuff in one day. So I mean, they can they can make you relaxed and they can take care of everything. And that's what see, they did for
1: me. I I want to put Freddie on gas and then just have him yammer on on the podcast. That would be a lot of fun. If you ever. Like this Justice Dental much further now, but, uh, primitive dentistry, fascinating stuff. It's like medieval. The, the tooth, you ever heard of a tooth puller back in the day? Like it, they'd have these people coming to town and they would do a whole show like in the wild, wild west. It was like part magic show part, like, let me pull your teeth. And it was gruesome. It was gnarly. Um, it's not going to be like that when you go to Justice Dental, they'll treat you a little bit better. Uh, but that stuff, that stuff always fascinates me. Uh, here's the thing. Let's get into the meat potatoes because here we've already got some fun, hot takes in the chat and I love them because they're right where people, I, I feel like right now, Adam Luckett and Freddie Maggard, I'm going to kind of set the table because right now we, it, it's clear. And, and I think we can all agree that Kentucky is not playing great football. We're all in agreement on that end. Uh, but there's a little bit of overreacting and there's a little bit of pointing fingers at the wrong things. So we're here to debunk some myths about what's wrong with this Kentucky football team. Because I think in a lot of cases we're just making a mountain out of a molehill. Uh, First and foremost, Scott Gregory brought it up. The play issue is Kentucky playing too slow. Mark Subs dropped that line, and I know it made a lot of people happy that he said that they were gonna to try to expediate some of the play calling, try to work a little bit faster. I wrote it down just a second ago, but um, gun from the hip right now, Kentucky, they haven't ran a ton of plays in their first few games. It's I think fifty nine a piece um, if I'm not mistaken fifty six uh, a game fifty six game. Mm-hmm. okay, it's one, two one games, point. and we'll, yeah, they haven't ran a lot of plays. Um, Is it because they're not getting their play calls in fast enough? No, it's because their plays aren't good enough. Kentucky ran 66 plays per game in 2021. It was the best offense they've had in 17 years. I'm bad at math. It was actually 15, 2007. The following year, they ran four plus plays in 2022. Did Rich Gangarello get fired because he couldn't run four more plays a game? No, it's because the plays he calls stunk. And right now... The plays they're calling, are they good? Are they bad? They aren't executing them all the time. They've had two bad first halves. They're starting slow. That's the problem. Part of it has to do with the defense not getting off the field either. The third down defense has been atrocious. We'll get to that more later on. But look at What we have here is an offense that's adjusting to being more pass-heavy than run-heavy, and they're hitting some early hiccups in the game. But in the second half... That offense was about as efficient as we've we've seen around these parts, and about a calendar year. You'd probably, I, I don't even know when you'd go back to last game, but that second half. Years. <laughs> yeah, it, it really it really yeah. was about two calendar years. Uh, it's just that Kentucky's offense started slow. It's not it's not the quantity of place. It's the quality of place, particularly in the first half. This team is getting off the slow starts, and it's it's dragging the whole the whole group down.
0: Yeah, I mean, to me, I look at possessions. They had seven possessions in the first half. It's not that like didn't have opportunities. Uh, first game, they would have had ten possessions if it wasn't for Barry and Brown taking that kick to the house. I mean, that's right, kind of on their average uh, in Stoops' tenure. Uh, if you want this to be a tempo offense, it's just not. Yeah. I'm sorry, this is not. That's not <laughs> what this is going to be. They're gonna huddle. You're gonna get yep. play calls in. Could they get it in? The call in two seconds faster. Yeah, but it's not the situation of last year where they're just they're getting to the line with five seconds left and having to snap the ball real quick. I, I don't. I don't feel that. It doesn't feel clunky in that regard to me. It feels clunky the in the pit,
1: mistakes they're making. Like it's like we're gonna commit a penalty in an opportune moment and then get a drive killer.
0: The problem to me is just the starts of these games. The first half. They're just starting slow. So to me, I, I'm asking myself, why are they starting this slow? You look at the play distribution. 66.7% of their plays, of their 110 plays through two games, have been pass plays. Whether throws or sacks. They're extremely pass heavy right now. Um, that number goes down a good a bit in the the second half of these games, but they're coming out and they're throwing the ball a ton. Devin Leary at halftime had over 20 pass attempts against EKU and Ball State. So to me, it's like, wow, if you're going to be that pass heavy, you can't have this many incompletions because it's putting behind the chains, it's putting them in bad situations. Uh, so they have to figure it out. And then there's also stuff, the penalties are an issue. And they're not playing complimentary football. The defense isn't getting off the field on third down. They're not, they're not getting a lot of possessions in the second half of these games. They had five on Saturday. They scored on yep. – or no, they had four on Saturday. They scored only three touchdowns, and they would have scored at the end. Ball State, they had three, and they scored two touchdowns and punted once. They're just not getting possessions in the second half. So you leave and you're like, oh, they only ran 61 plays. I don't – that to me is not – they're not playing comp, complimentary football. And everybody's plays are shaved down a little bit. So if you're looking for the situation, Kentucky's not playing all three faces aren't connected right now. And number two, well, and that and that's always going to be an important part to how they've built this team. And number two, the first halfs are bad. It's the opposite of what we saw from first year with Liam Cohen, where they came out hot almost every game. This year it's not like that. But I think they're trying to figure out stylistically who they want to be. And I think you have to look at these three games as kind of a preseason. Because that's kind of what it is. They're trying to figure out who they are, what they want to do, and how they want to operate. And Steven says, yeah, it's it's preseason as long as you win. You're exactly right. And so we're seeing that now. Has it looked pretty? No. Was Saturday ugly? Yeah. Do I think people were too hard about week one? Yes. Uh, But Saturday, the first half was a poo-poo platter on offense. There's no denying that. But they they absolutely cooked with grease. Um, in the second half. They put up the numbers you thought a good offense would put up against that EKU defense. So there's been good signs. It's just there's been too many inefficient moments. And to me, that's where the main issues are. And I hear people talk about I want, they don't run the ball. They can't move the line of scrimmage. They can't run. Like, they're running the ball fine. You look up the numbers, they are running the football fine. That's not been super efficient, but they're creating gashes. They're getting explosive plays. But they're not committing to the run because I think they know this team can only go as far as number thirteen takes them, and so they're trying to figure out what he's going to do best with his receivers and this offensive line. And that ends my state of the union.
2: Freddie, this I'm, gives you, yeah. I'm Adam. Set that up for me really well. There you go. Tee off. Tee off. I know. Go off, I know. We're, we're only looking at a two-game body of work here compared to thirteen games in 2022 and 21. Right? Adam, you said, and I agree. People say this running game isn't. You Know Kentucky's averaging more yards per carry in 23 than it did in 21 and two yards more than it did in 22, so that debunks that. This, you know, and then with the Devin Leary thing, I said what I said and I meant what I said because listen, this dude was what 17 and a four, 17 of four as a starter at North Carolina State, 35 touchdowns, five interceptions in the season. That's pretty daggone good. Many consider him the top transfer a quarterback in the country let me give you some passing numbers here to debunk what's been going around well will levis had the cannon arm and, and blah 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 right yards per attempt in 2021 anybody want to guess what that was it was eight what is it in 2023 it is eight actually 2022 last year the bad year it was eight and a half yards Let's look at yards per game 2021 where I I guess we have a revisionist history that that, they threw for 900 yards a game. Kentucky threw for 224 yards per game in 2021 and averaged less rush yards per per attempt, 224. In 2023 they're throwing for 270. So the commitment that I agree 100% Kentucky's not committed to the run, but these numbers... I mean, let's look at last year. Ranked 12th in the SEC in pass offense. This year, right now, they're ranked eighth. 65 percent last year, 61 percent this year. Eight yards per attempt. This year, eight and a half. Last year, a touchdown to interception was two to one, 21 to 10. Right now, it's five to two. And Kentucky's averaging almost 50 yards more passing per game with Devin Leary than it did last year, and much more than that than it did in 2021 numbers speak for themselves i'm not just making this stuff up so yes Devin leary has had accuracy issues i will equate that to some mechanical problems that i'm seeing him have in the first half he's having some hip feet kind of throwing motion issues that he's not getting set and the ball selling on him. that's on him But I'm also seeing routes, let's say it's a a dig route, so that's a 15-yard cut across the field, right? Your cut is supposed to be horizontal, straight down the line, 15 yards, straight as an arrow. I'm seeing way too many bends in routes instead of sharp, crisp routes. Throwing the football is an 11-man operation. So let's just say Devin Leary had bad mechanics, made a bad throw, protection was great, and the routes were great. Kentucky's had that situation. Let's take it to the next step. Delivery's mechanics were great. The line was not great, and the receivers were great. So, you know, it executed their jobs properly. This is a big pro- – it's not a problem. Hell, they're throwing for 270 freaking yards a game. I mean, I just yeah. – yeah, it just aggravates well, me. It, it, you know, and it, it, it gets multiplied out there. I said of the Stoops era, I didn't say since Tim Couch. I said he was about like – he reminded me of Hartline. And I said, and I, I'm still believing that. So, look at the numbers. The numbers do not lie, Adam Luckett.
1: I just, yeah, I, I, th- I also go ahead, want to, to, to just, we are in an online ecosystem, too. So, we're getting a lot more of the, like, you're an idiot. You think this, you think that. I think the overwhelming majority knows that, like, all right, Devin Leary's better than what we've seen of him. Uh, but he's still... He's shown a lot more than what we've seen. If you, Will Levis was good in 2021. He was the best quarterback of the Mark Stoops era uh, by far that year. And in his second game, he completed 10 passes for 179 yards. Against Florida, he completed seven passes for 87 yards. I mean, to act like it's
2: – Yeah, it's I don't know where we're a, going here with this history. It's, it's a, yeah,
1: it's, it's a pretty low bar that Devin Leary has to cross to be the best quarterback in the Mark Stoops era. I think his overall point. And throwing for four touchdowns and twenty-four completions, three hundred yards. That's 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 a good start. It's just uh, the the blowouts haven't come quickly. Um, they haven't wowed you right away. And the other thing too, some of these deep shots have like the, I I've worried about like I, I was it's like can, can he can he get the ball downfield like Will? in the two deep shots he took Saturday, like it. One of them, Isaiah Cummings, I mean, it was right in his breadbasket. He just didn't pull it in. The other one, Anthony Brown, I mean, he beat the guy. He didn't beat him by as much as I thought, and he was maybe a half step off. But, I mean, he was right on the money. Like, I, it's not like the balls haven't been in the right spot. But a lot of it, as Freddie said, it's an 11-man operation. And sometimes the receivers are making great catches on bad Devin Leary throws. Sometimes Devin Leary's making great throws, and they are making great catches. Like, it's it's been – what, how, how most early seasons start for teams that are changing their identity and breaking Adam, in a new starting quarterback.
2: Adam, let me throw one thing because, I mean, you're, you've got the deep dive on stats as far as success rates and all that. This is an offense that's still averaging seven yards per play, seven yards per offensive snap. That's pretty good. What, in my opinion, and, and, I, and I'll turn this over to you, Adam, what sticks out to me is two things. Penalties, 17 for 125 yards. That's eight and a half penalties per game, 60 yards, almost 70 yards in flags at inopportune times, first downs and then third downs, right? That's when the flags are coming. And then you look at the defense, who there's not a bigger Brad White fan on earth than I am. That is documented. Kentucky is holding opponents in third down to 52%. You know what it was last year? 33 this that's why you're not getting a snap you're not getting a football back i mean you can talk slow play all day but if if kentucky last year was 20 percentage point better on third down, you give them that many more reps they're going to get that many more yards and more opportunities so there's a lot a lot of uh, ingredients in the pie here that we're just shuffling around so uh, i just don't understand the blame on one player on either side of the football and the defense we we can get to them in a minute because they got some coming too.
1: Oh.
0: Yeah, I just to me, whatever your preconceived notion of Devin Leary was before the season, I don't think it should have been changed through eight quarters yeah. of football. this bottom line. And I, I'm here, I'm hearing the take a lot, people want domination of these teams. I'm sorry. <laughs> that's not. That's <laughs> every night come out. It's just not going to happen.
1: You know. Did, did Tennessee even, dominate it, Austin P?
0: Well, it's not even about that. Even Nick, like, we had the stat last week. Stoops is now 12 and three ATS in his last 15 non-conference games. So that even tells you he's overachieving the the Vegas expectation more times than not in these games, and people are still upset. So. I don't know what, like, what's gonna make, like, what is gonna be, what is gonna give us the A plus consensus rating coming out of these games. I don't think it's possible, because it's always something in these games. I think it's very, very important to remember that these are, I don't want to call them glorified exhibition games, but they they very much treated like they're games to get you ready for the other games, right? Like these are games to get you ready for the games that people care about, SEC. And when you play Louisville at the end of the year, those are the games that you're the team's going to be remembered by. No one is going to remember this game in three weeks, rather good or bad. They're going to remember what Kentucky did against Vanderbilt, or they're going to remember what Kentucky did against Florida. And those are the games you're going to be talking about. So all of this is just this is a lot of it's like fake calories almost that we're talking about. Kentucky needs to play better. Everybody knows that on offense, but there's been enough good signs, I think, to, where you can still see this team's potential, but little things are knocking them off. Drops. Penalties. False starts. Key holding calls. Josh Caddis gets a tough holding call. Running, that first play in the red zone, they have a first down. It's going to be first and ten at the inside the 15. They're probably going to score that drive to tie it up. They get a holding call. Interception happens in the next play. And Mark Soup's talked about this today. They're not handling the in in-game kind of getting punched in the mouth well. And they've got to kind of figure that out. But a lot of that, Nick, like you told to, or like you alluded to, they have a. This identity is new. This is not the identity of old. They're trying to form a new identity. That takes time. Mm -hmm. But at the end of the day, number 13 has got to be the guy that's got to take them to the promised land. And to me, like watching the EKU game, maybe the most frustrating thing was was the lack of that identity. When. Push came to shove. I didn't know who Kentucky was really going to turn to there at the game because it's not like, all right, we're in trouble. Let's hand it to twenty four. Let's hand it to twenty six one. Get back there, take a uh, shotgun center snap, and let's get you know a couple first downs right here. You don't have, really have that with this team. You have to turn to thirteen, but he did deliver. I mean, they get the yep. big punt return. He throws an absolute dime to Tavian Robinson. Come out out of her half. He was locked. He was pretty much locked in that entire half throwing the football. So, you've seen good moments from Leary. Once he settles in, you just need to get him settled earlier. I think yeah. that's the big thing. Yeah. Once that happens, I think this offense is really going to have a chance. And these young receivers got to be better. I mean, too.
2: We, 100%. Like, they I have agree. to be yes. better. More consistent. You know,
1: yeah, steady I like what I saw from and, him. And that's why like Tavian Robinson, like, they he can was the steady Eddie this game. Yeah, yeah, they can but flash, Tavian's but
0: got – he's got to yeah. – go ahead. He's got to no, do it against no, the big go. boys. Go. Yeah. He's got mm-hmm. to do it against the big boys. We saw him have performance like this last year against Miami, Ohio, but he's got to do it against the big boys, and they got to have more consistency from Barry and Dane. When they're going across the middle. Leary puts it in the radius. They got to catch it because they're going to have to make that mm-hmm. catch. Like, if they, like, we all think they can play on Sundays. Those are catches they're going to have to make on Sundays. Yeah. And so and, they, and, have, they need more consistency yeah. from them.
2: And the windows against DKU and Redbird. No, no, I keep saying Redbird. That's a high school in Michigan, Kentucky. <laughs> Well, who they play first? Ball game? State. Yeah, then the two. Cardinal Ball State. Cardinals. Yes. Yeah, the first two opponents. The windows are a little bit bigger as far as for the quarterback to throw. You get you, you get against Vanderbilt. Those are going to be smaller. So when you get an opportunity for a catch, you got to make it. Look, Nick and I'm, I'm. Let me have a couple more numbers and I'll quit.
1: All right, hit, go off, King.
2: <laughs> Offensive line. A lot of smack about them, right? Worried about them. They're not doing – they're terrible this year. Sacks allowed. Kentucky, two. That's second in the SEC. Again, competition factors here. But think back to last year when Kentucky was, what, last in the country for giving up sacks and gave up, what, 10 to Youngstown State or something crazy like that. Let's take talk, tackles for loss. That's another issue that played Kentucky last year. Last in the SEC. This year, third. Only giving up 7
0: Mm-hmm.
2: So – those are with pretty starters out. numbers. With starters out. That's exactly right. So, uh, those numbers highlight to me, and then to the running game, averaging more than the 2021 offense that, you know, is better than the USC's and Colorado's apparently. No, it's no disrespect to them, but I just think we're, we're, we're really inflating some stuff here with that. I'm just trying to be – and I'm not comparing and I'm not putting anybody down to praise another. I'm just comparing numbers here. So, you factor those two offensive line statistics in, seven yards of play and 5.3 yards per carry. I think there are some good things about this offense, but they do need to come out faster. They need to be more consistent. And you get – and Larry definitely needs to be better. But I don't know how good this team really is. I mean, I thought we'd get a good gauge against Akron, (laughs) to be quite honest with you. Yeah. For, because uh, they're not very good, but who knows now with, with the Leon Cohen situation.
1: I, I just I, – my favorite part of all of this is, Freddie, I, you will both mentioned it. I haven't learned a damn thing about them. They're exactly who I thought they were going into the season. Nothing's really changed for me, and yet here we are coming on and being super combative. I, this is kind of the just uh, version of this team that I thought they'd be there. Um, they aren't playing to their ability yet. And I, I just I find it amusing that we're having to like get out our swords like we're Jon Snow um, over here to fight over a team that has lived far short of expectations. And the only reason why we're doing this is because EKU played Scott Satterfield in week one. If he play if, if the Colonels, if they played West Virginia and Neil Brown, if they went to Clemson and played Dabo Swinney in week one, if they if they lost to John Sumrow right? I don't care who it was. Anybody but Scott Satterfield. For some reason, Kentucky fans think that because they didn't beat EKU by 60 instead of 50 like Scott Satterfield did, that all of a sudden he's got a win over the Cats. Don't he can't hurt you guys. He never did when he was at Louisville. He can't hurt you now. So why are you letting him affect you? All right. Why are you doing scoreboard math in week two? Okay. Like it's just it's you really. Yes. Do we want to see Kentucky's offense? be crisper did we like I would love to watch Kentucky beat every team by 60 but you know what the 2014 Kentucky Wildcats beat U2, uh, UT Martin 54 to 19 and did what did it mean for the season it meant nothing They didn't go to a damn bowl game like it, your FCS final score has no indictment it says nothing about what you're going to do in the regular season you just don't lose it you win you move on right like there's nothing to be said about this, there's no grand pronouncement. And so, I I, I don't – I feel if kind anything, of like a jerk a, for doing this.
0: If anything, you, if you have – if every college football team has two to three duds a year, you just got one out of the way. You got one out of the way against the team you wanted yeah. to get it out of the way against. Um, but, Nick, I think you – I mean, the Satterfield thing is true. I think that was – that's obviously – you're in the no-win situation with the EKU mm-hmm. Satterfield students probably not wanting to – Hit the gas. You have your right tackles out to start the game, um, but back to Freddie. But that's no excuse. They should win by more than they won by on Saturday. I, this yeah, full yeah, stop. They should have. They should have play, played better. But right. to me, y'all said you learned nothing, and I, I agree with that. I do think this is a flawed football team, but they have star power, and that star power gives them a really high ceiling. I think Devin Leary on offense, when he's hot and he's cooking, they can put up some big numbers with some of the ammo they have on the outside when everybody's connected and going. Defensively, like they got guys in the front seven that are game changers. That can make big plays like in swing games at different points. And we've we've started to see that playmaking with just takeaways and turnovers they're getting. Even though they're not getting a lot of ball production, they've already got, you know, an interception. They've popped balls out. Trevin Wallace is all over the place. Dion Walker is dominating like you think he should and he's got some good help on the defensive line. So I think the ceiling is high for this team, but there I think there's a big variance between the ceiling and the floor because they do have some issues, but they have some star power, and the stars got to be the stars. I mean, they're only going to go as far as their stars take them on both sides of the football to me.
1: Um, I also love to, like um, – so here's some of the responses, uh, because Peek's right. I gave him some of the speech on the way back home from Lexington. Um but Scott was like, we almost got shut out for a half, Nick. Keep whistling by the graveyard. Um, you almost got shut out for a half because you got a punt blocked after a – I mean, they don't get a false start on a quarterback sneak if EKU doesn't have coaches that know the snap count and tell them. They're shouting it out. Cox jumps early. Uh, and then you get a punt blocked. They score, what, four plays later? Then you get whistling another Whistling by the graveyard.
2: I've never heard that.
1: I do like that though. That's I bad. do
2: like. Th- who said that, Scott? Scott, that's a that's a good one. I've never heard that.
0: Yeah. Uh, not I to like break this up, guys, but uh, Aaron
1: Rodgers yeah. just got carted off. He got actually so, carted wow. off because Shaka said, "Oh wait, it's coming now." Oh wow. Yeah. That's bad. Yeah. That's that's not good. Not good. Um,
2: yeah. No, I actually oh. like him now too.
1: Imagine being a Jets fan. Uh, do we need? Oh, no. Yeah, that's that's not great, Bob. Not great at all. Um, wild starts of that game, to to say the least. Um, I love too that we've just got our takes flying furiously. Let's use this time to now just stop and say, exhale, everybody, and wear your bird dogs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wear, wear your bird dogs. Absolutely, it's great looking gear. Uh, it'll make sure you're ready to roll on this game day. And man, it was a beautiful day <laughs> to where those bird dogs shorts on Saturday outside of the tailgate lot at Kroger Field. One too hot, one too cold. It was just nice. It was football weather, and you look good in the football weather with those line shorts from Bird Dogs. They're so comfortable. Once you try them, you're not going to go anywhere else. They also got slacks, too. Slacks that are comfortable. Um, that like They look dressy, but they're not dressy. They've got like an elastic waistband. And, Freddie, I know you're all about the elastic waistband life. So, you go to BirdDogs.com. Put in promo code KSR, you're gonna get a Hydro flash style water bottle with your purchase. Bird Dogs, the best looking swag in the business, whether it's the shirts, the shorts, the pants, and Q zips coming this fall as well. BirdDogs.com promo code KSR for your Hydro style flasks. They're the best of the best in the biz. Um, man,
2: all right, I got one more thing to say before we move on to the best football thing that I've ever seen happen.
1: Okay. Hit it.
2: There, there's a big difference than damnation, than than this. I'm sorry. There's a big, big difference between disappointment and damnation, right? Two yep. total different spectrums. I was completely disappointed with Kentucky on Saturday, 100, percent just like everybody else. But I'm not to the point of damnation, saying this this team will never win there's another game, and this player is horrible and that player is horrible. That's not my style. I, again, I don't know how good this team is going to be. I said they were eight wins, if you know, seven to nine win team. We don't know. We're going to find out when they play Vanderbilt, right? So, remember, there's a big difference in disappointment, which I felt, I think Nick and Adam felt, and Steven, and just totally damning this team to say this player stinks and this team stinks and we're not going to win another game. So, uh, that's where I come about all this.
0: Yeah, yeah I mean, I think – I I said it – I even said on the rep reaction, that first half from the offense was a total poo-poo platter. Yeah, I mean, it was disappointing. It was awful. Man. Yeah. There's there's no other way to cap that. Like, that's what it, yeah. that was. It was horrible. Second – second half, and with that said, but second half they did what they were supposed to do. Yeah. yeah. Couldn't yeah, done it could. any better than how they played in the second yeah. half. Yeah. Defensively, Ooh. they gave up – they probably bended when you wanted them. They probably bent a little too much in the first half, but they got stops. Second half, they gave up some drives where – you like two drives, a field goal and the touchdown drive where it was just like, uh eh, need to be better than that. And that's two second halves in a row for the defense where that's, that's kind of happened. And I really think they're just not playing complementary football. Um, they're not getting on the, the – the offense and defense have not been on the same page. This, this year yet. Um, well, the first half of both games, the defensive kind of led the way, and then we've seen defensive slippage in the second half when the offense finally gets things rolling. Like, that has to get together. Um, and so, again, they had – this whole season, though, was about this runway. They had time to figure stuff out. So, yeah, yeah. I, I just don't want yeah, exactly. to I jump to – I don't want to jump into Take City on the team yet until I see them. Play some other teams and figure some stuff out. Right now, they're just they're in the the, the experiment period for me, trying exactly. to figure out what they want to be as a team, who how they want to play, and so we'll see what it looks like later. Um, but there have been glimpses, I think, on both on all, in all three phases, really. I mean, the special teams have had some bright, 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 bright moments. Offense has had some big time moments. Um, they're they're creating explosive plays at a very good rate. And then defensively, they just – they have lapses, I think, in the game, and they, 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 that's got to be eliminated. But if they can put it together, they, this can be a really good football team. But that's an if. That's I would love game. to have
2: been in that staff meeting when <laughs> the two linebackers dropped to the wrong – yeah to the wrong spot in the Hooks, zone. Yeah. Hooks, yeah. Hooks, I mean, that had – because, I mean, we talked about it last week and it happened again this week. The concerning thing for me, you know, you can talk about passes defended, what, two for the season, whatever. Sometimes that happens. Kentucky's created some turnovers, had an interception taken away against Redbird, or who, who they play for, like, you know, Ball you know what I'm talking about. Yeah. But it's the middle of the field. The middle of the field, they're getting eaten alive as far as yeah. passing the football.
1: Well, and that, and that's,
2: I, the, I, that's the discipline with the linebackers and communication with the safeties. And, and I thought yeah. the safeties, Nichols, would be the uh-huh, strength and of the, the linebacker. And yeah, especially with Trevin yeah. Wallace and D-Jack, those are two great athletes. And yeah. they just got to get that figured out. I think it's fixable, but that defense—that's still that defensive line can get after you when they want to, and and that's that's a positive for me. Yeah, yeah safety Safeties play overall. been
0: disappointing. Yeah, um, keep that moment coverage.
2: I did not expect that at all. I thought uh, yeah. Childress would be much more active. Once he got five seasons, five tackles for the season, and that's it. You know, I yeah, yeah, I, I'm not disappointed in him. I just think I'm just a little bit. A little bit confused by it to be quite honest because I thought that would be the strength of the of the back third that back there. Between
0: yeah, I that... think uh Jordan Lovett hasn't played very well at the start of the season. Mm-mm. The Geiger missed a big tackle on Saturday. They just that group just got that like, those three were supposed It's supposed to be one of the I mean, I had it at this best position unit on the team entering the year. Um when you just look at the top three and it, it hadn't played to that. So they really got to – that group is – that's the key. They got to get that group back playing really good football um, because they are key in everything Kentucky does. Um, And Trevin, I do think he has his lapses in pass coverage, but he makes so many plays that I'm willing to live with that, right, because he's getting in the backfield. And when he's coming on those green dogs and those delays, he's just eating up these quarterbacks. And he's going to be a real weapon against some of these quarterbacks Kentucky's going to see later that like to run around a little bit. Um, He can be an eliminator in a lot of that stuff. I mean, it's very, you know, Nicobe Dean was a, a highly productive player, but it, it reminds me of him. Like he once he once he, he's like a heat-seeking missile. Once he's locked on on you, you're you're toast in a short area. And we've seen some of that. So uh, that that is a very very good sign because that is a freaking weapon, man. When you got a linebacker that can flow, read and run like that.
2: Wallace the most talented player on the roster, yes or no?
1: Yeah, yeah I'd
0: say so. Yeah. Him or Dion,
1: but he, even he though is not without mistake. As you know, dropping back into the wrong zones, right? Um, I, I think it's all bears worth repeating that yes, there, there are some there there are some small things that I didn't expect. I didn't have to ex- to didn't expect to have a couple series where you're just like, what's Where's Leary throwing? Like, this is weird. What's going on? The, the receiver play I was, I was actually always worried about, but receiver play and safety was billed as a strength, and it has not lived up to that. That needs to get corrected, but they've always had time for this. And you know what? All of uh, anybody out there who is worried, you're totally normal. College football fans, we're all crazy. We're all lunatics. What's important is that Mark Stoops and this Kentucky football team he doesn't have that panic right now. He doesn't have that set in. I, I would be a little bit more alarmed if he was still doing the, like, pounding his fist on the table to, like, try to rah-rah him publicly or anything. But I think I think there is a sense of th- this team knows that it's better than what it is, and they're getting all I wonder the they stuff Nick. out of the way.
0: I wonder if they're just I, tight. Like, are they going in these games, like, playing super tight? Trying to score forty I'm, points at once. I think Leary said that after the game.
1: Yeah, he I mean, it like, feels like.
0: Coming, it. Yeah, you can't score forty points one pass. Yeah. And in a when game you know like that, I think Freddie can speak to this. If you don't score, then you start to feel some of that pressure when you're playing a team you're supposed. You're supposed to blow out. You know. Absolutely, a, team hangs that, around, that's a real. The game that's a pressure. real thing.
2: That's a real thing, and you, you see that with. Uh, uh, Yards after catch, right? I mean, every time a reception, it's – I need to score now instead of, okay, mm-hmm. it's good. Let's get – let's let's start at second and four instead of second nine because, you know, you're going this way, this way, this, you know. Just get yeah. up there and That's get just, that. Oh. Yeah. On. Let's take the 12-yard Yeah, get the turf. Yeah. Right, yeah. Yeah, yeah. 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 Well. I mean, you got – yeah. So, again, but disappointment, yes. Worry, maybe. Yeah. I'm, I mean, I'm I not. totally understand everybody, but I, I'm not – now it, it, this weekend, see again with I don't know the the play calling situation. I was wanting this weekend to be my okay. This is who this Everybody team exhale, is moment.
1: Yeah, get it together. So yeah. who knows? But, but we'll we'll, we'll the wait. Mark, see the Mark
0: Stoops tenure. Yeah. If one thing, it's been unexpected. And I try to pick the 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 poop-fecta game. I thought it was going to be Akron this year, um, but I think it was Eastern. So we'll see what they can do this week. But it's you know. They got stuff you to figure out, but I don't. I don't think they're that far off.
1: You convinced me it was going to be Missouri. I'm pretty sure you. Well, that too. I'm it talking about it? the
0: nine. I'm talking about they have one bad game a year against a G5 or an FCS team.
1: Well, and last year it was Louisville because I mean you know they only won by 13. <laughs> Normally it's about 50. So uh, Northern Illinois. I,
0: I mean they. I mean they went down to the wire against Northern Illinois
1: remember Eastern Michigan they had a, like, too. like how many people remember the Eastern Michigan game where they needed an interception from Kendall Randolph and the was it Kendall Randolph or Blake McLean one yeah, of the two it was to seal that game like I mean nobody remembers that game, and as you said when we were like leaving the stadium, you were like this feels like a November basketball game against like Mississippi Valley State that you just move on, you forget about it quickly so. We're not going to try to completely forget about it. We are going to try to move on to the next game, which is this Saturday, 7.30, Akron Zips at Kroger Field. Joe Moorhead back in town. The last time Joe Moorhead was in Lexington, all-time game, one of the more fun moments. DJ Conrad on 11 Personnel last week said it was his favorite game um, when Mississippi State came up here. And you you want to blow out a team? Kentucky blew him out 28-7, to and it was 7-7 going into the fourth quarter. So I don't know how many people were complaining about that back then. Um, I, I remember that game being a sellout. It was a crazy atmosphere. Um, it was a sellout Saturday because people were buying their tickets on Game Time. The good thing is, is with the Game Time app, it is your fastest, most reliable way to get last minute tickets. So even though it was a sellout, you can find a way to get a ticket through the Game Time app when you walked up to the doors at Kroger Field. If you had promo code KSR2, you would have saved twenty bucks off. Your first purchase too, and what's also great about Game Time is their guarantee. Like it, you know exactly where you're going to sit, and they're not going to surprise you with a bunch of fees and all that sort of gobbledygook. It's just right there, two taps, about a boom, bada a bam. Tickets right there on your phone with the Game Time app. You can also use your desktop, GameTime.co online. Promo code KSR for twenty dollars off your purchase with Game Time. Freddie, you didn't need the Game Time app to go to jackson county last week but you saw some fireworks and i was i was overjoyed i i I, you you texted all of us and i i was like man i hope they got video of that and thank god they did because that was incredible yeah
2: best catch i've ever seen in person i mean I, i was literally 10 yards from where the here you can see it on top uh you see my big tail over there, you know, jumping up and down with the player <laughs> somewhere. But yeah, I mean that was that was the most incredible catch I'd ever seen. Here we go. You see it in slow motion.
1: Watch this kid jump. Whoop. One hand. Look at that. <laughs> and it made it. The, the best part too is Look whenever you just you put out a call to action on the KSR pregame show. Like we yeah. got to get this on Sports Center. Yeah. It ends up on. Sunday NFL countdown. You got lost. Yeah, and Randy right, just, Moss
2: is one of my favorite talking heads out there. And thanks to PRTC TV for that video. But yeah, man, when that happened, I mean, I was just, I mean, I dropped my phone. Everybody's jaw was on the turf, man. And it's, you know, after the game, I talked to the kid. Kamani Balls, is his name. And he's such a good kid. And I was like, man, we got to get this done. So I was in such a good mood Saturday. After that, because I, that's my favorite game of the year. That's my two favorite teams I get to see play, Shawnee and Jackson County. And to see that play and, and you know, hoping that that kid, Kamani Bob, was going to get on You Got Moss or ESPN or whatever, that's just so special for him. That's something he'll carry with him the rest of his life in that Shawnee program. Man, that just made my whole season complete. And then EKU-UK happened, you know. So, that's just the uh, ebbs and flows of football season. But, listen, I'm I'm happy for the rest of the year because that kid got recognized and that's something special. So, I'm, I'm very, yes. very happy for them.
0: Freddie, we, sh- we should have known because JoJo said when they played Saturday on the yeah. show, it was like playing somebody in the Super Bowl. And Super I think Bowl. that's a lot how EKU played yes. yes. on Saturday. And, you know, and I don't know if Kentucky necessarily matched their intensity. Yeah, you know,
2: and and listen, Adam or Nick, if I was a little too strong earlier, I apologize, but hey, there's that catch again. I can't be in a bad mood now.
1: That's my guy. I love it. I love it. Look at that. Shawnee High School full extension. That was uh, the first varsity game I ever entered was at Louisville Shawnee High School. Yeah. We got it. I was a freshman, we got in the game late, and they called the waggle. And the waggle was the Nick Roush tight end drag touchdown special. I was like, oh, I'm going to be able to catch a touchdown. What I didn't know is the offensive coordinator told our quarterback, under no circumstances do you throw the football. And even though I was open in the end zone, he scrambled it in, and he became the first freshman to score a touchdown. I did not. So, Steve, That's yep.
2: awesome, Nick. Run that back here. You see the assistant coach on the far left? He starts walking towards me. All right, keep going. He's out there at the far left by the guy jumping up and down. He starts walking, and that's me and him talking. I'm like, there's no way I just saw that. And that, again, that's that fills my heart, man. That I mean, seriously, I mean, I, this game is tears of, of joy for me because of, thanks to Kroger we get to do this every year, and we get to give out two trophies and get to see the number one play on you got mossed I mean, that's just tremendous. But back to if I was a little harsh, I do apologize. I'm not talking down to people. I'm not talking up to people. My thing for my whole career doing this media junk is I don't tell fans how to fan. And you you do you and I'll do me. I'm just voicing my my frustration at people uh, at some people just continually coming after me about this Leary stuff. It just got old. And if I was defensive, I do apologize and go cast. How about that? And I just there think back go. to Shawnee that I'm in a good headspace.
1: Well, where are you going to be this week, Freddie? I'm pretty sure there's a couple of big a, names per, that are playing. Yeah.
2: <laughs> you think uh, Frederick Douglass at Corbin? Adam, you know the recruiting <laughs> stuff, you and Nick better than I do. There's some dudes in that game, right? And, uh, mm-hmm. you know, Douglas has got, what, one, two, three, four, four FBS commits right now with more on that team. And then Corbin's got some stars themselves with the Smith twins. So, yeah, if you, if you want to go, uh, good luck. Good luck. <laughs> because, yeah. yeah, I don't think there's going to be any tickets available, but you can watch it. Yeah, I'm sure there will be streaming it somehow on 107.3 in Corbin, so you can watch it that way. And we'll have – I mean, we're running a full bus down there. I mean, a lot of – I think you two are the only KSR folks not going. So, it's going to be fun, man. Plus, Corbin is debuting Campbell Field renovations. That's $9 million investment to that football stadium. So, uh, fans will see it for the first time this weekend. And that field, you know, Mayfield, Corbin, th- both remind me of Green Bay a little bit, right? <clears throat> and with the yeah. community and the stadiums and all that, and now uh, you're getting this $9 million renovation at Campbell Field. It's going to be fun. I can't wait.
0: Yeah, it might be the atmosphere of the year. Yeah, football. yeah.
2: Yeah, I'm excited. Now, I'm going down Thursday. They're having a community event where they're showing the field and, having, you know, Pepper rally and all that stuff. I'm going to go down Thursday and, and do some do some pro-J stuff, man. I'm going to do some journalism down
1: there. Well, here's some more journalism. Freddie, you've eaten plenty of chow in Corbin. Uh, the last yeah. time I was in Cor- Corbin, I went to Colonel Sanders Cafe. I don't know it yeah. as well. So, if people are going down there, where do they need to stop to get some chow, as you like to say? Bubby's
2: Barbecue is the best barbecue in, in southeastern Kentucky. Now, it's off exit 25. Just take a ride. It's up there by the subway. And Bubby's Barbecue, got a big buffet, catfish, ribs, you ooh, name it. Ooh. Yeah, I like the greens there. I mean, there's a lot of stuff to love. So, that's that's where uh, me and my sister and my brother-in-law go every time I'm in town. And it'll be open well, on Friday. Maybe. I don't know. I think everything's shutting down for the game.
1: <laughs> well, I think New York City is shutting down. The Jets fans, um, they're they're is dead it, is he really hurt? right now. He's questionable. Returning. Yeah, he's getting, he's getting carted off. Injury. Yeah, yeah, it's not good. Um, we've got people tweeting pictures of Carson Wentz, Jets fans. Um, Zach Wilson's in. They want to burn it down. It's uh, <laughs> r- 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 about as rough of a start of a season as you could possibly have uh, to just have your, your savior go get an injury in the first quarter. So we'll see how they can cope with it. Uh, we're, we're, we had some fun tonight uh, getting after it a little bit, mixing it up, all in all it! Uh, I, I think this Kentucky team Will get it figured out We hope um, All is well with Liam Cohen uh, <laughs> yeah. Tuesday We're going to So usually when we talk to the offense I'm not really sure what's going to happen There's a lot of uncertainties Going into this week But it's Kentucky versus Akron They should be taking care of business Saturday night
0: Yeah uh, You never know uh, Like I said last week Nick you we all said You know They're going to Hammer EKU and you say that, but they play them close every time. We'll see if we'll see if uh, they can bounce back. But yeah, um, I think a lot of people are a lot of antsy people going to be in that stadium, and I don't think it's just the fans. I think it's going to be the team yeah. too wanting to play better.
2: I am done predicting big wins for Kentucky this season. Yeah. So I'm done with hey,
1: that, Freddie. I, I I gave up predicting Kentucky wins over Tennessee four years ago, and yeah. what did I do before this season? No, just you didn't. when I got out they pulled me back in and I'm Speaking picking of, the cats to beat Tennessee so I, I c- went can't to,
2: help I I went to Red Mile yesterday just to check it out that's oh. pretty cool They had the Wiener yeah. dog races too so it was packed But uh Yeah, yeah
1: I, 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 you know what? do we, we don't need to talk about winners and losers right now because I'm a big loser and Luckett's just rolling and winning tickets. Like, he's just <laughs> – he's like the, the duck diving in the coins and I'm over here just looking for a scrap of paper.
2: <laughs> I would be remiss if I did not thank the Big Blue Nation for supporting Kamani Ball and just blowing up social media trying to get him on ESPN. Thank you so, so very much.
1: Well done, everybody. Uh, Well done to all of you for watching, listening at home, even through all the Aaron Rodgers chaos on Monday Night Football. Uh, You listen to the podcast and you just got our live reaction. So this has been a lot of fun. Drew Franklin will be back next week. He's going to fix everything. He's going to bring the good vibes back. Kroger Field... Under the lights, Saturday night, the Cats will be back for one final tune-up before nooner in Nashville at Vanderbilt to kick things off with SEC play. For Freddie Maggard, he's Adam Luckett. I'm Nick Roush. Go Cats and go Krogering!
0: Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring.
1: A laundry? Ooh, a book club!